You're like, I'm gonna bury these under the mulch like a goblin. <laughs> Welcome to the Queendom. Your host, Lauren Mortacini. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Thy Queendom Come, special shroomy edition. I am your host, Lauren. And this week's episode is going to be a little different from those in the past. The last couple of episodes have been more serious, on the heavier side, and I just figured we could all use a good laugh, a break. I know I sure can. So this episode was actually filmed, recorded. It wasn't filmed, it was recorded. (laughs) A couple months ago when my girl Maddie and I decided to take some shrooms and set up the microphone and just send it and see what happens. We didn't take a ton of shrooms, so we weren't like tripping ball sack, but we were certainly loop-de-doop-de. So basically, this is going to be a journey. It's very random. We talk about things from interpreting dreams to our bumble escapades to my turtle traumas, sexcapades and talking about what you need in bed. We talk about what a wook is <laughs> and turtle butt plugs and a ton of other random shit. So I hope you guys are strapped in for this. I hope you enjoy it. Please send me your thoughts when you're finished listening and let's get shroomy. (laughs) Whenever I tell someone that I love their energy, like I dead ass mean the shit out of it because it's hard to like find people with the same energy as you that you vibe with. Like I love your energy. I love your energy. (laughs) There we fucking go. Um, what's up, guys? Welcome to Thy Queendom special shroomy edition. Who dear? I am here with my bitch, Maddie. You guys have met her before. Hello, hello. one of our good friends' mother actually grows shrooms, magic mushrooms. So we've decided that it would be a good idea to take some and then just leave the mic on and see what happens. It's probably going to be very, very rambly and very, very funny. So please stick with us. We are mushrooms. We are just mushroom people. We are just mushrooms. I'm also wearing my bucket hat again because obviously you need a bucket hat when you take psychedelics. 1000%. So we just took them right now. It is 740. So we'll kind of keep track of this journey. And before I get all loop-de-doop-de, I would like to say that these mushrooms come from the earth how insane is it that we have demonized things that literally come from the earth like we eat fucking mushrooms in our spaghetti but people judge when we want to take some and see some funny shit (laughs) or when we want to say some dumb shit or say some dumb shit but i think i I mentioned this in an up in my episode two about OnlyFans. I mentioned the fact that shrooms and psychedelics in general have this ability of connecting different parts of your brain that we normally don't have access to as we're going about our day to day. I feel like like we build up walls and we build up 
a lot of barriers that keep us from really being able to dive deep into ourselves. And that's what I think mushrooms. Spores. Yeah, spores. They're spores. They're spores. That's what I feel like psilocybin does is it really helps you dive into some really like deep parts of yourself. And if you've got some shit going on that you've been hiding or that you've been trying to run away from, that's when people talk about bad trips. Like when you start to see some crazy shit or like some bad things, it's because something inside of you is not sitting right. I completely agree. I have had some bad trips and I've had some good trips. Haven't had a bad trip in a really long time, but those bad trips just hit you like a truck and then you just have to fucking ride it like a wave. And then, you know, the trip is over and you're just sitting there thinking, wow, there was some shit under the surface that I was not dealing with. Yeah. You cannot go into a trip, a psychedelic trip, whatever, whatever the fuck you're taking. You can't go into a trip already in a bad headspace. Because that's just the recipe for a bad trip. A hundred percent. Unless I would say the exception to that is if you know that there is something going on inside of you that you can't fully understand or that's dark or that's unpleasant and you can't really figure it out. And in that case, I would suggest I do this with any kind of psychedelic anyways is beforehand meditating and setting an intention for that time. And it's, you know, it's only been in the last couple decades that we've really demonized these type of traditional medicines, these earth medicines that cultures all over the world use, but they use them in a much more ceremonial sense and they use them for healing. It's ritualistic almost. Yeah. And I mean, I personally, I think drug, I think I don't even like to call them drugs. I think that plants like marijuana, ayahuasca, and mushrooms, I feel like they're really a gift. I mean, we look at, especially like in, you know, religious circles, and we talk about what a gift that we're given on earth. You know, we have trees and we have fruit, but then we also have these things that grow naturally that help us access parts of ourselves that we aren't usually able to in our, in our normal day to day. And like, I remember speaking of bad trips, like I remember I was in this really toxic relationship back in like 2015 and I knew it was toxic. Like I knew it was bad. I knew I didn't need to be in it. Actually, it was like 2014 and we did shrooms on Halloween and it was the worst trip of my life, guys. There was fucking bugs coming out of my ex's face. Oh, no. Yeah. No, 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 Every no, no, time no. he opened his mouth, there was bugs. I mean, I saw shit. I was in a corner, like, just in a fetal position. And, yeah, it's not pleasant. I started thinking about my mom, actually. Like, I started thinking about my mom and how poorly I treated her. was scared that wherever she was, she wasn't safe. And I was so afraid if I didn't see her again, like the way that I left our relationship, you know, if I had said mean things to her. These are the things that come up. It makes you really take stock of like how you treat yourself and how you treat the people around you. And after that shroom trip, I, it, I took stock of why it was so ugly, like why it was so bad. And it was because my life was toxic. Like my, my relationships were not thriving. My romantic relationship was an absolute mess. And so I took the, I had psilocybin and it, it brought that shit to the surface. So I, I think that, you know, shrooms and psychedelics get a bad rap because people are so afraid of having a bad trip. But if they just really understood that it's not the drug, 
It's you. Yeah. The drug is not affecting itself. It's affecting your brain. Right. And your mind and how your mind is working at that point in time. Exactly. I really have to pee. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank God I got that out of the way. Mm -hmm. Why are there fucking mosquitoes in here? Oh my God, I just caught it with my hand. What the fuck? Because the door was open earlier. Oh, that's why. Now I feel like I have mosquitoes all over me. (laughs) (laughs) We only took the shrooms 10 minutes ago, so that's, it's definitely definitely not the shrooms. The actual mosquitoes in the room. I'm not even in the tropics anymore. Like, when I'm in fucking Costa Rica or somewhere, it's like I get used to just being crawled on by bugs. She's like, yeah, that's fine. Oh, God. Not okay. I have, like, dreams sometimes where there's, like, lots and lots and lots of spiders. And I hate it. Or I have dreams. What do spiders mean in dreams? I don't know, but I am. I actually do have a fear of spiders. I don't like spiders at all. They freak me out. So, if like... If I have a nightmare where there's just spiders either coming after me or crawling all over me, I wake up nervous. (laughs) Nervous? Like they're coming for me. (laughs) Or sometimes I have weird dreams about my teeth crumbling and falling out. Really? I've actually looked this one up. It's actually like a, like that reoccurrence in a dream. Just, it means that you feel like you don't have your life together or that you're not in control of your life. Interesting. Isn't that weird? Dreams really are like our subconscious speaking to us. They are. Yeah. And I have like bug dreams, teeth dreams, trauma dreams, just randomly. It doesn't, it doesn't really even matter. Have you ever had a dream where you're having sex with someone really weird? No, but I have had lots of sex dreams. Really? Oh yes. When I was younger, I remember, this is weird, but I remember having a sex dream about my dad. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, and and I actually looked it up because I was like, that's fucking weird. I think it has to do with, like, the relationship itself. What is it? Like, hold on. I'm going to actually look it up right now because it's actually quite normal. Sex, dreams. Dreams are crazy, man. They, I mean, we can't even parents. really decipher dreams. But, like, people try to decipher them and then you look them up and it gives you a little bit more clarity. But you're still just like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. What the fuck just happened in my brain while I was sleeping? Yeah, no, it's fucking nuts. Like, I've been, I've had dreams before where, like, I'll dream about an ex or somebody that I miss or, like, somebody that I haven't thought about in a while. And then all of a sudden, all day, I'm, like, simped out, like, missing somebody. Yeah. Or, like, feeling sad or, like, real. Like, I remember I was in a relationship once and I had a, a dream about an ex. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't need to be in this relationship. Yeah. Like, I'm in love with someone else. Yep. Dreams are so eye- so fucking eye-opening. It's crazy. So, sex with a parent in a dream might suggest a transition in the parent-child relationship. Either you become more adult or a parent yourself. It might also be possible that there has been, in waking life, a change in the relationship between parent and child that the dream makes you aware of. Weird. Yeah. Weird. I'm Very gonna look strange. Up, I'm going to look up the teeth falling out one because that one, the like meaning of the dream, I had no idea, uh, no idea that it would allude to that. But it was just strange, dude. Like, and I have I have the teeth dreams a lot. And I That's interesting. It's a reoccurring dream. Teeth falling out are associated with loss and important life changes. This dream could indicate that you're dealing with some kind of loss, like an abrupt end to a relationship or a job change. Hmm. One of the most common interpretations for having your teeth fall out in a dream has to do with deep personal loss. This can be related to the death of a loved one. Interesting. Mostly. But I have those dreams when no one's died, so. But it could represent, like, a part of yourself. Yeah. Oh, this is what I read. 
Dream of teeth crumbling generally represents feelings of powerlessness. The fact that teeth crumble means that an area of waking life needs your attention. The crumbling teeth in your dream can be indicating difficulty in life. Dreams of crumbling teeth can indicate a loss of control in life. Interesting. Yeah, and I have those, like, consistently. So when I have those, I'm like, well, where do I feel powerless in my life? And you you just have to fucking analyze it. Very strange. I don't know if I've ever had a teeth crumbling dream. Like, in my dream, my teeth will literally be disintegrating in my mouth, and I will either spit them out or (gasps) pick them out of my mouth. That's fucking gnarly. Isn't that disturbing? It is such a jarring thing to, like, wake up in the morning and remember your teeth falling out because you check your mouth and you're like, are they still there? <laughs> Fuck me. It's weird. <laughs> are they still there? <laughs> if anyone else has had this dream, please let me know. Yeah, please send it in. Queendomarmy at gmail.com. <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> what other weird dream topics are there? There's, like, there's like I don't know, because we're just talking about nightmares, but I want to know what it means when you're running in a dream and you feel like you're in molasses. Oh, that's rough. You know what happens to me a lot is because I spent most of my life blind. I got LASIK in Korea two years ago, which fucking (laughs) best decision ever. I was going to get it done in America before I graduated college. First of all, it was going to be like $6,000. And second of all, they were in order to have the lifetime guarantee. You had to like come back in six months, but I had already booked a one-way ticket to Thailand because peace out. And so I was like, this isn't happening. So then a couple years later, I was in Korea and I was about to leave. And my friends were like, are you really leaving without getting LASIK, you blind bitch? Like, (laughs) you know that like medical tourism is like a huge thing here and it's like way cheaper. So I went in to like get a consultation and I got fucking LASIK for $1,200. That's gnarly. And my eyes are perfect. But I still have dreams where I can't see, Ooh. where it's it's fuzzy, where everything is like I'm trying to talk to someone, but I can't I can't see. It's fucking weird. Like everything is like blurry and like I can't do anything like I can't walk or I can't run or like if I'm running, I'm trying to run, but I can't see. And it's fucking weird. Ooh. Yeah, it's like blurry. It's as if like I had my contacts out or something. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that is what your brain was used to for most of your life. So yeah. it might just be still trying to make sense of the fact that you can see now. That's true. They definitely are not as often anymore. Yeah. I do not miss that fuzzy vision. Because the best thing that someone ever told me about dreams was dreams are just the way that your mind subconsciously processes things without yeah. you even realizing. That's why you dream when you're asleep, because you're not in control of what you're dreaming about. It's just kind of sporadic. Which again, going back to shrooms and psychedelics, it's kind of like dreaming while you're awake. Your subconscious kind of taking control while you're conscious. Yeah. What's that called? There's names for each part of your... There's like the the id. I think the id is your subconscious. Really? I've never heard that. There's... Yeah, there's different names. Oh yeah, it's your id, your ego, and your superego. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, this is really cool. I learned about this in a psychology class. According to Freud's psychoanalytic theory, the id is the primitive and instinctual part of the mind that contains sexual and aggressive drives and hidden memories. The superego operates as a moral conscience, and the ego is the realistic part that me- that mediates between the desires of the id and the superego. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So the id is just the animal part of your brain. Your superego is your moral conscience so like right and wrong and all that shit and the ego is somewhere in between that's super interesting because Mm -hmm. i feel like our super ego and our id are constantly at war with each other that's why you have the ego it's literally the mediator between the two otherwise you would just have chaos but i also heard 
an interesting analogy recently that our ego is, you know, at a museum, there's a painting and it's almost like we draw a self-portrait. Yeah. (laughs) We draw a self-portrait of ourselves and our ego is the portrait that people see in the museum. Mm -hmm. And, but how much does it actually represent who we truly are? And I feel like breaking down that ego is like making that portrait more and more reflective of like our actual true selves Mm -hmm. and making like because it is the in in between our ego is like the way that people perceive us and like our ego is constantly trying to make sure that people perceive us in the way that it wants to be perceived yeah otherwise it would just be all of us running around like animals fucking and surviving and doing what animals in the in in the animal kingdom do because they don't have that like higher conscience yeah it's because ego is usually used as like a bad thing like ego is usually but this is a different theory though this isn't like this is this is a different theory this is just id ego super ego Mm -hmm. so the ego isn't bad it's the mediator right so maybe that's what it was like originally and then it kind of got turned into this thing that it definitely has a different meaning now but there's it's different different context yeah I don't know if I'm feeling anything yet. It's 8 o'clock. It has officially been exactly 20 minutes since we've taken the mushrooms. I am not tripping yet. I don't know how long it... I mean, I know how long it takes, but mushrooms are all different. Yeah. I definitely... I mean, I, I definitely feel... I mean, I did have one beer. I only have one beer before this. So. Yeah. Same. We also took a shot. We did take a tequila shot. That was forever ago, though. That was a long time ago. That's like breakfast. I could drink a shot for breakfast and be fine. That and coffee. I think I would shit my brains out, though. (laughs) I think I would shit my brains out. (laughs) This hat makes me feel so, like, like I can just go like this and just hide. Hide. Hiding. This bucket hat's amazing. Anyone who doesn't own a bucket hat definitely needs to get one. I don't care if you don't think you're going to look cute. I didn't think I'd look cute. And now I'm wearing one, and I think I need ten more. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, in every color. In every single color. I'm hiding right now under a sweatshirt that I stole. Why are we both hiding? (laughs) Where are we hiding from? (laughs) Why do mushrooms make me want to burrow? (laughs) I thought we said we weren't feeling them yet. (laughs) (laughs) I thought so too. (laughs) But no, I just kind of want to like peer from underneath my bucket hat. I'm just peeking right Looking up. down upon you from my bucket hat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking down upon you from underneath this sweatshirt that I stole from this man this morning. Amazing. This man that I actually like. And you stole it from him. I'm going to give it back. No, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever someone says that they're going to give a sweatshirt back, they are lying. They're lying. They're lying. Don't lie to me. I he know you're said, not going to give it back. He was like... Um, cause my birthday is on Saturday and I invited him to my birthday party and he's like, well, now you, now you have to call me on Saturday cause I need this sweatshirt back. And I'm like, little did you know, I'm just making sure you come on Saturday. Yeah. It's no, like, <laughs> it's collateral. You take his sweatshirt. He comes to your birthday party. It's a win-win. <laughs> I actually think that he would come to my birthday party anyways. He would, but now you have collateral. That's true. It's like, you have to come. Yeah. You have to get your sweatshirt back. Your Patriot sweatshirt is fine forever. <laughs> Why is it a Patriot sweatshirt? Because he's from Boston. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I actually have a little fun story about this one. So this guy, he is so freaking cute. Like when I, I downloaded Bumble when I was bored on my drive to Sacramento for the first time. <laughs> this was the weekend that we went on the 
bumble hiatus. Oh my god, that's it was. so funny. Yeah. Okay, so I downloaded Bumble on my way to Sacramento in like October. And it was honestly those first couple days, it was like a full-time job. Now I, I'm one of those bitches who matches with people and like just never says anything. At the time, I was like engaging in so many different conversations and it was basically like a full-time job keeping up with like who I said what to yeah. and like who who was who. Um, but this particular weekend, we actually, all three of us, you, Olivia, and I, we put on our bumble, who's trying to go out tonight? And we all said that we were going to find, <laughs> we were going to get bumble dates. And this happened like three nights in a row, mind you. We did this three nights in a row where these poor unsuspecting men met this group of three extremely hot women at dive bars. And then we announced that it was a group date thing. Oh, okay. But actually, so the first night we did it, we all three met them there. And I was the only one that had any kind of success that night. Like my date was pretty cool. Like mm-hmm. we had a cool night together. Mind you, like I, I never saw him again. Yeah. Which was the plan, I think. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the guy that Olivia showed up with was like not it as well. Like, oh my God. He was wearing <laughs> the fucking Costco grandpa shoes. Yes. What no, new, new no, balances? No, 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 no. That was the night we she got catfish. That was the next oh, night. Fuck me. No, that, no, no. I can't even keep the night straight. No, I know. The first night, it was just that she was not feeling this guy. We showed up and he left and went to the bar and got a drink. And she was like, that's fine. I don't want one. And then you ended up meeting this guy who was like 21 or 20. And he used oh, a God. fake ID to get in. Oh, God. Yeah. And when, he was so cute. But when he opened his mouth, he was like, Hi. I was like, he literally sounded like Mickey Mouse. I was like, sweetheart, have your balls dropped yet? Like, I that that is the point where I raised the age on my Bumble. <laughs> but even if you raise your age, it still does. It still gives you outside of your parameters sometimes. So I was still seeing like younger guys on there, and I yeah. was like, never again am I doing that to myself. <laughs> there has to be a bar. That yeah. was the night that we were all in our Halloween outfits. Yeah. We, we sh- <laughs> were all wearing the baddest bitch costumes. I was you a could dead even- bridesmaid. Oh my god, that I forgot. Oh my god, I forgot that was almost like too long ago. No, but then it was the next night that we did it again, and then I ended up actually not having a bumble date, and I ended up the bartender ended up being my bumble date. Yeah, he was really into you. <laughs> we went to his house. He had a beard. Yeah, we went to his house. I liked his beard. We did go to his house, but I ended not up leaving with but... the guy that I ended up going on the Bumble date with. And then, wait, can you please tell him where you went back to? Oh my god. Okay, so I went back with this Bumble guy from the bartender's house to the Bumble date's house. And he lived with his family. He lived with, I think it was his sister. And when I tell you, I was so disappointed when I saw. He had no sheets on his bed. I was like, where the fuck am I going to sleep? I should have stayed on the bartender's couch. Where the fuck am I going to sleep? Where am I going to sleep? That was fucking painful. But no, before that, before we even went to the bartender's house, we we went to this like dive bar and we go into this place that's like kind of open and this guy shows up for Olivia and he's wearing a mask and he was wearing the Costco New Balances which like you know if that's no one thing. can rock those I'm sorry I know I know this is all about empowerment 
but please don't buy the Costco New Balances if you're a man. Under the age of 72. Under the age of 72. <laughs> but he showed up and it wasn't, she got catfished. It wasn't him in his profile. It wasn't him. And he just, it and little was, did he know he walked into the lion's den. Yeah, the lion's den. And he walked in and I mean, but we were nice to him. That's the thing. Oh yeah, we were never rude to we any of these rude. poor men that we made suffer because we made them all go on a group date unknowingly. We were never mean. But then we decided to go to this other bar and we, we get in the car and Olivia's like, what the fuck? <laughs> She's like, and I'm like, guys, this is why I was like, the universe is just working for me tonight. This is why I didn't have a Bumble date show up because it's just, and she's like, bitch, what about me? What What's the universe doing to me? I've been catfish. And she's just like, let's go. Let's she suggested, because he went into his own car, but Olivia's date went into his own car to follow us. He ended up just leaving. Yeah, but before that, she, she was like, let's just go. Let's just dip. And I was like, Olivia, no, we're not going to be those people. Let's go in. And then after 10 minutes we can decide that I have a headache and then I have we have to go and we get to this bar and I saw him pull up but then we're inside the bar and Olivia's talking shit like this bitch doesn't give a damn and she's talking absolute shit and I was like be quiet like he's gonna walk in here like come on if he feels the need to catfish he clearly has no security in himself and then he's gonna come in to see this insanely hot bitch fucking pissing on his new balance shoes (laughs) So he fucking just leaves. He never comes in. And she's like, I just got catfished. And then he dipped. Yeah, because he was terrified of all of us. I mean, fair enough. I fair would be scared of us too. We are, we are actually a very terrifying trio. We all have very, very curly hair. We're all very loud. We all speak our minds. We all take up space. So you can imagine how this New Balance motherfucker felt walking into the lion's den. So we went to go to a different bar, the one where Lauren here met the bartender, the love of her life. Oh, no. We're not going to call him that. We're in de- the love of my night. <laughs> and on the way to this bar, Olivia's date just decides it's not his place. And he leaves in his own car. And we never saw him again. But then, And then at the bar, there was this guy that looked like Jack Black. And Olivia was trying to get at him. Oh, Mac and hard. Mac and hard. But then I think he got a big head and then she was over it. <laughs> Again. And not the good kind of big head. No fuckboy energy allowed no fuck in boy. our fucking triad. No, Thank you very much. Absolutely not. But then actually, so that that was around the time that I, I met this guy on Bumble whose sweatshirt I'm wearing right now. Um, we're going to call him Kombucha. <laughs> oh, God. I'll tell you why we're going to call him kombucha in a minute. But like he, so actually the minute I started talking to this dude on Bumble, I was pretty much uninterested in anyone else. Like our banter was so good and he just had so much to say and it just went back and forth. And I was actually really interested in meeting him. Plus like he was smoking hot. Like I was just like, wow, like my type, my type. That's my type. Yeah. So we like, we ended up going on a date and I remember... The first date we had, like, we went to a restaurant, 
And again, I had been dealing with all these like bumble fuck boys and just general fuck boys in general and general fuck boys in general. And after we like after we had dinner and stuff, like I got in my car and he didn't even so much as kiss me. Like it was very like and I left. I was like, wow, like I left wanting more. You know, I was very intrigued by this. And so when I came back to SAC, we ended up going on another date and then I ended up like we, I went to his place and spent the night and like the next day while he was working, I just was kind of like distracting him and he was like on the phone. I, I was like in his bed, like sleeping while he was like on the phone and making work calls. And man, I was wet for that. <laughs> like I remember you talking about that. Hearing a man do business things is hot. And then he would like come in on his break and like crawl on top of me and I think we definitely banged on like one of his like while he was on the clock nice yeah which is great but then actually where this story kind of actually gets intertwined with a story that we told on episode three with tsunami because i met kombucha around the same time that i met tsunami hey guys um non-tripping modern day lauren here to give you a side note in regards to this Tsunami character, because many of you are probably wondering, who the fuck is Tsunami? We've never heard about him. And the reason being is that, yes, I did record an episode about him. It was a guy I had, I wouldn't even call it a situationship. It was like less than a situationship, but I had this thing with him and I recorded an episode about it after it went terribly wrong. And then I eventually just decided that, you know what, he's not worthy of my platform. He's not worthy of my time or energy. And I've already had to deal with him. So why would I make you guys do that? God, this sounds really bitter. (laughs) I'm not meaning to sound bitter. I'm just, I'm going to be speaking about him a little bit in relation to this story tied in with kombucha And because it kind of happened around the same time. And the reason it's interesting is because the Tsunami character gave me so many red flags that I essentially just painted green and ran through as if it was six flags. Whereas in the story I'm about to tell, Kombucha, we had kind of one weird moment that we later talked about in in detail as it was a really crazy miscommunication. And in that one moment, I just kind of wrote him off. And so it's an interesting comparison as to why we gas some people up and give some people infinite amount of chances and other people we shut down to. So that's just a side note. That's Tsunami. That's all we're really going to talk on him for now. But I was super into kombucha. Like, I I remember coming back here and I was like, dude, this guy is, like, cool. Like, we are banter back and forth. He listens. Like, I've never met somebody who makes eye contact the way this guy does. When you're talking to him, he's just fully fixated on you. Amazing. We love eye contact. Yes. And when he's talking, too, he's, he's not shifting his eyes. Like, very much a lot of eye contact. But then kind of where it went downhill for me was right before I was going to be leaving for LA or Costa Rica or wherever I was planning on going. And he was going back home to Boston. And he said something about like wanting to like put me in his suitcase with him. And I was like, oh yeah, like I'm really excited that I'm not, because I was planning on going to Mexico. And then I pushed my Mexico trip back just for my own like scheduling reasons. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad like I'm not going to Mexico now and that we're going to have 
more time to, together. Like, I'm really excited that we get more time together. And he just, like, freaked out. Emotionally, like, shut down. Yeah, I remember that. That was, was very unattractive to you from what I remember. It was interesting. It was weird. It was like, oh, wow. Okay. Um, okay. And then he even said, like, oh, this just got weird. Can we just go back a minute? And oh, I was like, no. can we talk about that? Like, I was genuinely just saying, like, <laughs> I'm interested in hanging out with you. And I think you're a cool person. But I could tell he emotionally just kind of, like, shut off. And that is, like, a huge red flag for me. So, basically, I kind of detached mm-hmm. in that moment. I was like, okay, he's great. This is fun. As far as emotions are concerned, like, I'm completely detaching from this. And so, that's how I ended up getting into the situation I got in with Tsunami because then I went back and and met Tsunami and then that whole thing happened. And then now this time, this last week that I've been in SAC, I reached out to him actually because Rachel one night, like midnight, was like asking me about my dude in SAC. And I was like, (laughs) I'm going to text him. I haven't talked to him in months, but I'm going to fucking text him. But actually, so in November, I was talking to him. This is why we call him Kombucha. Like, we talked about, oh, like, we should start making our own kombucha. And I had no idea until last night that since November, like, three more, three fucking months ago, he's been, like, learning to make his own kombucha. He has, like, four different flavors of kombucha in his fridge. That's amazing. Yeah. And I was like, damn, he did all this. He took what you said and ran with it. He ran with it. And I was like, that's hot. But then last night we ended up, we went out and I realized that he is probably one of the smartest dudes that I've come in contact with in a long time. Just the way that he thinks about life and thinks about, and the way that he learns about things. Making kombucha is not an easy process. Like, No, was it good kombucha? Yeah, it was wow. really good. Like wow. you have to, you have to like grow the, the scopy, scoby, and it has to like sit there for a couple weeks. You have to burp your batter or some shit. I mean, it's like a full ass process that he's like, he had just four flavors <laughs> he has one that he put like blueberries and maple syrup in with it and it tastes like fucking pancakes what the fuck yeah i was super impressed i would be too but it's not just the kombucha that impressed me like he really is just he's one of those people that is so smart that like day-to-day activities are almost difficult on our way to dinner he missed the turn twice like and then i mean obviously we'd also hit his thc pen so we were stoned but like It's just little things that, like, he'll say things sometimes. And I'm like, you're such a smart person. But sometimes you say some dumb shit. (laughs) And I asked him, I'm like, do you lose things a lot? And he's like, well, yeah, but not my keys, phone, or wallet. Because anytime I moved or, like, shift seats, I I make sure that they're there. And I'm like, is that because you've gotten, like, you've created that for yourself because you lose shit all the time? He's like, well, yeah, it, that happens to really smart people. Yeah. Like, people who are so fucking intelligent that they're just, like, not in this world. They're, like, constantly, like, trying to figure out the equation for time travel and shit. Mm -hmm. That they're just not functioning on the level of us humans. And we get back to his place last night and I'm just like totally like we're vibing dude it's weird because I realized that I had totally gassed the tsunami guy up and was totally entranced in his bullshit but I realized that 
with kombucha. I could just be whoever I was. Like he was so supportive of the queendom, so supportive of my OnlyFans. With Tsunami, I was so afraid of even telling him that I was doing an OnlyFans because of his judgment. And that's when I realized, oh wow, I'm going against everything that the queendom's about right now. Worrying about what somebody else is fucking thinking of what I'm doing. Yeah. That is not queen energy. But the fact that I felt so comfortable to just be like, this is it. And like he gassed me up and was giving me ideas and was just like absolutely feeding it. Amazing. Yeah. And we ended up hooking up. Something that I was talking about with a friend a couple days ago was how difficult it is sometimes to explain what you need in bed, what your desires are. And how a lot of men, because of porn and because of the way that they're taught to masturbate, think that like when we get in bed, they just need to take it straight to pound town. And that's not what kombucha was doing at all. But we hadn't seen each other in a while. We were super into it. We're pretty much sober. We only had one spicy mark. And we just got after it, full on pound tounding it. At one point in my head, I was thinking like, I would actually really love for this to go slow right now. Like I want to feel that that slow, sensual lovemaking. And so because I wanted that, but because we were doing something different, like I was taken out of it. And I was talking to my friend about how difficult sometimes it is to to interject and be like, this is actually what I need right now. Like we're not taught how to express those needs. But I actually did say to him, I was like, let's go slow. And at first I could feel his almost hesitation in the sense of it was just a shift. But then within a second, he fully dropped into it and was fucking there. He had my body completely wrapped up and there was this slow, sensual, I could feel every like bit of him and he could feel every bit of me and it was just fucking incredible and it was honestly the best sex I've had in a while. Gotta verbalize what you need. Yes. And afterwards we were actually talking and he's, well, he said to me first, he was like, I think I actually get off the way that you get off going slow. And he was like, it's so much more sensual. And I feel like I can just feel all those parts of you. And we're like so connected in such a deeper way. And in that moment, I was like, wow, me expressing my truth and my needs in that moment actually helped him as well to be able to fully drop into that moment. Yeah. So I think that being able to articulate those needs in bed, which is something we are definitely not taught. Like porn fucking ruins it. Porn teaches you all the wrong things. Right. Porn just teaches you just to dive right into it. There's no warm up. There's no sensuality. There's no passion. And we all, I mean, I know I started watching porn really early. early. I think everyone else at our age, definitely started watching porn too early. Yeah, I really was never into straight porn, honestly, because I feel like straight porn is not geared towards women. It's definitely geared towards that man, like pound, pound, pound. And that's why I watched lesbian porn because it's so much more sensual. It's soft. It's beautiful. Whereas porn that's geared towards men is very rough and very masculine. And yeah. All of that. And that's where our men learn how to fuck. And that's just not it. Like, that's not not real life. That's why porn literally destroys love. Yeah. (laughs) Because you have all of these false expectations about what sex is supposed to be. And that it's a performance. And it's, it's really not. Like, it's not a performance. Even last night, nothing about that felt like I was performing. I mean, we, I was so present and that's, 
the amazing thing about making love is that's when one of the moments that I feel the most present is when I can truly like drop into that with somebody and just be there and feel that pleasure and not think about coming or having that orgasm. That's another thing that, that porn does. And just the way that our narrative around sex is that we have to have an orgasm. Like that's, that's like what we're doing this for. And that's, you know, why sex se sessions can last like 15, 10 minutes because you're just fucking a squirrel chasing that nut, you know, like yep. you're just like trying to get that nut and for it to be over with. But there's just so much more to sex than that. And I mean, we had a pretty long session and it was really nice. Like it, I was fully embodied. I was fully there. There was no performance. It just was pure pleasure. And I fucking really appreciated it. That's awesome. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. I was also happy for me. I'm still happy for me. We woke up and did it again this morning. <laughs> so I'm sure I can't be the only one here that has trouble articulating what they need in the moment because you don't want to like, you don't want it to stop or you don't want, you know, the vibes to shift in the wrong way. But 99.9% .9 of the time, it's going to do both of you a great justice to just mm. fucking communicate. I'm I'm personally trying to get better about that too. I'm still trying to drop into that power and really figure out what I need when I'm in an intimate situation like that. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, what's crazy is that if you if you're in a situation, a sexual encounter and something's happening that you don't like, it's taking you out of that moment. Mm -hmm. The only negative thing that's going to happen right now is the fact that you're being taken out of this moment because you're thinking about how you, much you don't like what's going on or how much it like does not feel good. Or exactly. Like, the fact that you're drier than a Popeye's biscuit for that shit. Like Oof. you're not. Popeye's biscuit, no gravy. <laughs> you know how hard that shit is to eat. Yeah. But then what's hot is that when I said go slow and when he dropped into it, like I said, like he learned how to make fucking kombucha. He took that. All I had to say was, I want to go slow. And he took that and fucking ran with it. Beautiful. And that is hot. So like stating your needs and allowing someone else to show up for your needs it's so hot to see that someone's like putting effort into like pleasing you the way that you want to be pleased. And if they don't do that, that's when you grab your fucking heels and you walk out the fucking door. <laughs> grab your heels and your dignity and fucking leave. Get that bread, get that head, <laughs> then, then leave. leave. Peace out. <laughs> no, but it's it's crazy how I was so comfortable with him and how much chemistry we have and I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, this is going to turn into any type of relationship or anything. Like, who fucking knows? But it did have me thinking about how I got so caught up on the tsunami character and realized, like, how much I had idealized him. Mm -hmm. like, because I said that he was, he represented a lot for me in the sense that like, I wanted to level up in my life. And so I felt like I was kind of really hanging on to that, whereas I could have just let him be the lesson and that it, because in my core, I knew that him and I were not going to ever like be together. Mm -hmm. But it, I had him on a pedestal and I was kind of idolizing him in a way. And I was just like, damn, fucking tsunami who? Most people in your life are just there to teach you a lesson though. Yeah. So many. Probably like most of the people in your life. Yeah. Most people, of people definitely come and go. Yeah. People definitely come and go. I think there's like, I definitely have my core circle. Yep. I have a core circle of people who <clears throat> are going to be there, I feel like, throughout the seasons. But there are definitely people who come into your life to teach you something specific. And then 
that season ends and it's okay because like the length of the season doesn't threaten the validity because there's snow on the ground doesn't mean summer didn't exist. You can take that lesson, take that season and appreciate it for all that it was. You don't have to hate them for it. You don't have to badmouth them. You don't have to consider the time a waste or write the time off. You can just be like, okay, this was the lesson. And that's what I eventually arrived at with Tsunami. I'm, unfortunately, it, it had to drag out a little longer than I would have liked, but that's essentially what I arrived at, you know, after I took the day to kind of like feel the pain of what had occurred between us. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, all right, this was a lesson. It was beautiful. And I'm grateful for him. I'm grateful to him for that. But like, I'm moving the fuck on now. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to keep myself tied up over over something that doesn't serve me anymore. This season's over. The snow has melted. It is spring now. It is fucking spring. It's spring. Isn't it spring soon? Isn't it spring? It's I think, almost spring. For I think sure. winter's ending soon. It's March. It is March. Oh, God. It's almost my birthday, bitches. And we're going to turn the fuck up. That's crazy. I'm 27. I know. Your birthday's in three days? That doesn't make sense when I'm 27 at all. No. 26 and 27 seem far, far away from each other. Yeah, I'm 23 right now. So. Damn, girl. Fuck. I know. I'm 23. 27 seems really far away. Damn, when I was 23, I was graduating college, going to Thailand on a one-way ticket, and I had no fucking clue what the next four years was going to bring. That's wild. I know. I actually remember my 23rd birthday. Wow. I was about to graduate. Nobody likes you when you're 23. It's kind of true, but at the same time, everyone does. No, everyone fucking loves me. Yeah. That was a lie. That song's a lie. No, I mean... When you're 23, it's crazy. Like, young girls want to be you. Old women want to be you. Young boys want to be with you. Old men want to be with you. You're pretty much just at that point in life where everyone is wishing they were you. Or, Weird. Or banging you. Weird. That's very strange I always to think forget about. that you're 23, though. I always think that you're close to my age. Thanks. It's the trauma. <laughs> trauma ages a bitch. Oh, God. Fuck, it does it. Boy fucking does it. Uh, all right, so Shroom Trek. Shroom Trek. Shroom Trek. We're on a Shroom Trek now. <laughs> it has been 30 minutes since well, we last, last checked at, in. Yeah. Yeah, it's been 50 minutes since 50 we minutes them. since we took the shrooms. I'm definitely feeling them now. <laughs> I'm de- yeah, now I'm feeling them for sure. 20 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago, no. Now I am. If, anyone, if anyone would like to educate us on shroom facts <laughs> that would be great like we just want to know some science about what our brains are doing on psilocybin actually right now. one of my girls was reading this book and i screenshotted it because i knew that we were going to be going on this adventure nice she posted on her story something about psilocybin 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 all of a sudden i'm very 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 thirsty i know do you want water yes here you go all of a sudden, I'm very... Here you go. I'm very, 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 very thirsty. I mean, I'm usually thirsty, but I'm I'm actually parched right now. <laughs> it's just getting progressively more difficult to look at my phone. Yeah. Oh, dear. I know. Whenever... I mean, it, it sounds like I do drugs a lot. But whenever I do psychedelics, I literally hate my phone. Oh, no, me fucking too. I literally hate looking at my phone if I'm on anything. Like, 
it just bothers me. Like the the process of scrolling and it feels and tapping so slimy and texting and oh, I just hate it. I usually like throw it away for the night if I take. Oh no, me too. When I take psychedelics, like I don't see my phone for the entire day. One time I went on a thirty hour psychedelic journey and I didn't look at my phone once. It was from a Tuesday night until a Thursday morning. Wow. It was fucking nuts. It was very unplanned. It was not one of these intentional trippy trips. It was very unplanned. Um, But I didn't look at my phone the whole fucking time. My family, I mean, it's the one day, like the one fucking day that I decided to go off the grid and people were losing their shit. Oh, dear. Everyone was like, we haven't heard from you. Where are you? You're not alive. So I had to call back the next day when I had like zero chemicals left in my brain. And I was just like, the one time I want to take a day to myself and everyone's blowing me the fuck up. (laughs) Like, sorry, I forgot I had a phone. I genuinely fucking forgot I had a phone, and that is the truth. Damn, my friend actually posted this thing on her story about shrooms, and I fucking lost it. That sucks. It's called How to Change Your Mind by Michael Pollan, Hmm. and it actually talks about the scientific basis of, of psilocybin and what it does, and she posted this picture of this graph essentially, of, like, what it does in your brain. Ooh, I want to see it. Yeah, and how it just connects all these dots and how it opens up things well, in our minds. psychedelics just, like, connect all those neurological pathways that aren't usually open. I'd like to say about shrooms real quick as an important note. When you do shrooms, make sure you do it in a space that's clean. <laughs> Are you uncomfortable with the state of the room right now? <laughs> no, I'm actually not. I'm not even talking about clutter. I'm talking about like dust and dirt and shit. When you do shrooms, you can fucking see everything. Like you can see all of the, the how like on the crevices of the floor. You can see the dirt. You can see the bugs. Like I feel like shit just like comes. It's just so It makes much. you like hyper aware of everything. Yeah, your surroundings for sure. For sure. So if you're going to fucking do that shit, make sure you're in a space that's clean. Clean, safe, and I don't know, just clean and safe. Clean clean and safe and good energy. Clean it, Keep it clean and safe. Clean and safe. I feel like a little gremlin right now. You are. I mean, you just smoked a cigarette and then proceeded to tell me that you have a little pile of ciggy butts that you buried <laughs> under the mulch like a hobgoblin. <laughs> I almost want to go see it. You made it sound way more interesting than it is. I know. It- <laughs> It's literally just a pile of of ciggy buds that are waiting for me to come clean them up, but I bury them. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to bury these under the mulch like a goblin. <laughs> like the little goblin that I am. You no, are 100%. 100%. At least we took a little break, guys. So now it has been an hour and 10 minutes since we've taken the mushrooms and side note we did not take a fuckload of mushrooms we took like just enough to trip very very mildly yeah so we're not tripping ball sack right now don't no. get, don't get it twisted but no we're definitely it, i wouldn't call it a microdose. no it was more than a more than a microdose, but like not enough to seeing shit on the ceiling and things i wouldn't really be able to function if i were tripping absolute fucking nuts right <laughs> i think i would like just probably lay on the ground and stare at something <laughs> no like you wouldn't be able to speak for sure no and we're perfectly coherent we're just 
Goblins. <laughs> Just little goblins. At least my ciggy buds are all natural paper because your girl, I actually hadn't smoked cigarettes in so long until I went to Costa Rica. And the tobacco there is pure tobacco. Like it's pure. It hasn't been treated. No chemicals in it. Like the cigarettes in America, they put these chemicals in them to make sure that they burn a certain way. And I could, I would never smoke one, a packaged cigarette again. Like, that's fucking disgusting. You can taste, like, the chemical, the, like, terrible shit in it. Even people who don't smoke, smoke when they come to Costa Rica. There's actually, they do this thing called a tobacco cleanse. And somebody was saying, like, oh, I need to, act, I'm doing an actual tobacco cleanse. And I was like, damn, I fucking need that. What's and they were, that? Yeah, and they were like... You, no, they said, I'm doing a tobacco detox. And I was like, fuck, I need to do that. And they were like, no, like you use the tobacco to detox. And I was like, what? That's counterintuitive to everything I've ever fucking known before. Use the tobacco to detox? Yeah, like they breathe it in. I don't think they inhale it, but they breathe it in and it has this healing property of, of sorts. Like, I don't fucking know. I didn't learn that much about it. But the fact is that it's it's basically like weed, except it doesn't make you high. It's just pure, pure tobacco. Huh. Can't even my mom like has given me shit for so many years about how I used to smoke. And when she when I came back with my tobacco, she's like, You're on this shit again. And I'm like, Ma, look at it. Like, look at it. There's nothing like it's grass. Look it's, at it. It's literal. Mama, grass. look at my tobacco. Look at it. See it's with your eyes. <laughs> It did, it kind of looked, when you pulled the bag out, because she, like, rolls her own ciggies. Yeah, because I'm that bitch now, because Costa Rica made me that bitch. You are that bitch, but you pulled out the bag of shit, and I was like, that looks like mulch. (laughs) That looks like straight mulch in that bag. No, because it basically is. It's just straight from the earth. Like, you can't tell me that's bad. I mean, obviously, smoking anything into your lungs is not great, but yo... I had a checkup recently. My lungs are doing just fine, which is an absolute fucking miracle. That's a mystery. It is. Because I smoke, I I mean, over the last 10 years, pot, cigarettes, all the things. Every once in a while, some meth. (laughs) Just kidding. We don't do meth here. No. Guys, there's a huge fucking difference between hard drugs and natural drugs. I think so. I mean... You won't catch me shooting up heroin, that's for damn sure. Fuck no, dude. But pass uh, me the mushrooms any day. Pass me the shroomy shrooms. Pash. Oh, I wish I had my pashmina. <laughs> Fuck. You said pash, and I was like, where's my pash? Like a, pa- a fucking wook. What's a pashmina? <laughs> it's like a scarf that you wear if you're a wook and you're dancing to really nasty, weird, like, What's a rhythm. wook? What? What the fuck is a wook? Lauren, you are a wook. <laughs> You're a wook and you don't know what wook means? I have no idea what a wook oh is. Oh my god. Okay, hold on. Please hold. I'm gonna show you what a wook is. Wooks are dirt people. <laughs> not in a bad way where you not in a bad sense of the word dirt, but they are literally earth people. <laughs> wook. Definition. Alright, wook. Noun. And especially codependent. Oh wait, no codependent mooch or someone that's the wrong so intoxicated (laughs) that's a funny okay i'm gonna read you guys this definition because it's not what i would define a wook as but this is that urban dictionary no this one's urban dictionary this one's different so this definition says 
an especially codependent mooch or someone who's, who is so intoxicated that they require the assistance of others to ensure their own survival. A needy individual who prioritizes self-awareness over self-care. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Someone- That's funny as fuck. <laughs> I just think of a wook as like, you know, stereotypical wook, like has like long dreads, has a pashmina, has like a, a pine cone eye necklace. <laughs> Wears really baggy fucking harem <laughs> pants. Kind of like how you look right now. So <laughs> minus the Patriots sweatshirt for sure. <laughs> if I was wearing my normal sweatshirt that I always wear. Yeah, I think that would... the time that has ancient ice cube on it and it's like tied. I actually stole that from my best friend. Yeah, I think he's never going to get back. for sure be classified as a wook if you were wearing that <laughs> outfit right now. But the sweatshirt ruins it a little bit. Okay, now we're going to go to the Urban Dictionary definition of wook. A dirty, hairy, stinky, malnourished, dishonest creature who often travels in packs with possibly <laughs> and unfortunately mangy multicolored dogs on hand made <laughs> I can't even read this. <laughs> multicolored dogs on handmade all-natural organi- organic hemp leashes or alone wandering aimlessly around a concert usually hippie music parking lot with a few seemingly more important than the music goals wow that's really hard to read find as many mind-altering substances and cram them into their bodies as fast and furiously as possible get into the show somehow Don't lose the dog this time, and if by chance they come across unattended properties such as a cooler, chair, backpack, or beverage, it will become their own. (laughs) Also, once inside the show and the music begins, even if it sucks, a true wook will never be able to tell the difference because once the substances take effect... Many of them can actually be seen dancing and gooving to music that only they can hear. Wooks are only useful in one way. If you are trying to warn or scare a younger, more easily influenced friend about the dangers of drugs, just tell them to observe and study the behaviors of wooks in their natural surroundings. But warn that the... (laughs) But warn that... But warn them that if they get too close, they might risk becoming one themselves. Ooh... That's literally what I've been doing is going to renegades and being a fucking wook. Okay. I was in Joshua Tree for five nights and six days. Five nights and six days over New Year's. So not that long ago. And we were all just wooked the fuck out, dude. Covered in dirt. No one was showering. We were all just getting figgity fucked up in the desert. But we were listening to really nasty, loud bass music. That, my friend, Lauren, is a wook. It sounds like my people. Exactly. That's why I said you're a wook. I am that that wook. I know. That wook is me. The wook mm. is you. I'm the OG wook. I was so <laughs> wook. I was so wook that I didn't know I was wook. <laughs> you're so wook that you didn't even realize what a wook was. Yeah. I'm so fucking <laughs> flabbergasted right now. That you've never heard that term before. If anyone else has any obscure, ridiculous definitions of wook, please, please send them. Send to, them in. Please send them to the email, the Instagram, the Facebook page, whatever. Because <laughs> we would love to read it. <laughs> we really would love to hear it. I classify as a wook. Lauren classifies as a wook. <laughs> please. I just love the a needy individual who... <laughs> Who focuses more on self-awareness than self-care. 
I've never heard that definition before, but that was honestly still very spot on. I mean, the fact that it's like, yeah, I'll do psychedelics for six days and not shower. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, you know what? I'm having a conversation with the universe right now. And (laughs) we're getting really into the nitty gritty of all things existence. So you know what's not important? Lauren, that's literally the the definition of a wolf. (laughs) It's not relevant that I smell like a sewer rat at all. I'm in touch with the universe. It's literally a wook. <laughs> yeah. We we prioritize self-awareness over self-care. And sometimes showers get in the way of that. <laughs> Why would I take a I'm shower? I'm myself. Why would I take a shower when I could just sit out here and stare into space? And have a conversation with beings that are clearly, I mean, they are there. They are there. Who's there, Lauren? (laughs) The beings that we talk to on this journey of self-awareness. I feel like just the ominous phrase, the beings, needs to go on merch. You're so right. The beings. Okay, you're part of the queendom, but... You're also one of the beings. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, you know, half of the time I'm, I'm queen and the other half I'm just a being. <laughs> Not even like a human being, just a being. <laughs> like, I'm clearly like a mass of something. So I'm taking up like physical space. <laughs> but... I'm just a being. I'm just I'm just being in the way. Like I'm just being there, kind of like furniture. Either I'm bad bitch or dirty wook, and there's no in between. I'm so sorry. And I would never ask for there to be. Never. Never. No, it's just unnecessary. Those are those are things that we don't need to think about. Prioritize your fucking tiara and prioritize your self-awareness. Also, I just love the the ridiculous conundrum. Is that the word I'm looking for? A conundrum. A problem. That here I am, this royal queen amongst queens in the queendom. But also, if anyone saw me right now. <laughs> it's okay. I'm the only witness right now. Right. Nobody would believe that I'm a queen. And that's the best part about being a queen is that you don't have to look like you're a fucking pageant queen. No. You don't have to do anything to be a queen. You just have to exist, even when you're a dirty, wookie self. You can be a hobgoblin burying (laughs) ciggy butts in the mulch and still be a queen. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And I have not showered in a long (laughs) time. I have not showered. So everything I just read yeah, about Wooks dude, is completely fucking true. It's so fucking true. <laughs> it's so true. I literally haven't showered since before I went on my date yesterday. And you guys heard it. Like, you guys heard what went down on my date. Like, the fact that I still haven't showered is pretty disgusting. But, like, I've had things to do. I had to, again, I've had to prioritize getting <laughs> shit done and... Building the queendom over my own self-care. But, like, eventually, before I go to bed, guys, I want everyone to know, before I go to bed, I'm going to shower because I am disgusting. And (laughs) I am going to clean myself. 
and then I'm gonna go <laughs> crawl into bed naked like the fucking queen hobgoblin that I fucking am. You are queen hobgoblin. Wow, I love that. Wow, queen hobgoblin. Queen hobgoblin might need to. That go on needs merch. to go on merch. If anyone has any input on what needs to go on merch from this clusterfuck of an episode, please <laughs> leave something somewhere for us to find. Like hobgoblins. <laughs> leave some little breadcrumbs. Leave, leave some crumbs. Because we'll some, find them. Leave some glitter. Because we're wook. So if you leave it sitting out, we're going to take it. <laughs> it's basically just a cooler. We're going to steal it. It has officially been. We took them at... An Eight, hour and 40 minutes. 7.40. Yeah. I'm really, I'm glad that you did that math because I was struggling. An hour and 40 minutes. Yep. Yeah, math is not your thing. And I'm now a tax technician, so math Ooh. is my whole thing. So wow. that's fantastic. Tax ladies of America right here. Yeah, so yeah, I'll be fucking fucking up all your taxes. Just kidding, I'm actually really good at math. I just can't do them when I'm on shrooms. When you're on shrooms. I'm actually no. terrible at math, so it's, it's wow. interesting. That I, I get worse at math on shrooms, and you get better at math on shrooms. Look at how that works. Weird. What an interesting thing that is. I'm so glad I wore this fucking bucket hat. <laughs> I feel like a turtle. You kind of look like one, too. Thank you so much. Turtles are so cute. Turtles scare the shit out of me. <laughs> I'll take that as well. It's mostly just because I've had such interesting interactions with turtles in my okay. life. Okay, now you have to talk about your turtle interactions. <laughs> my first turtle interaction was when I was about six years old. Oh, no. And I found this turtle and I put it in a shoebox. And I carried it around for three days and no one told me it was dead. <laughs> like, I was so fucking sad when they finally like got it through my head that this turtle was dead. And I was so upset. And my mom told my dad to take me to the pet store to get me another turtle. And I came back with a cat. <laughs> and then she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> that cat actually got eaten by a coyote years oh, later. which no. was, His name was Lucky. Lucky was not so fucking lucky. Lucky was not my lucky. My parents heard him get eaten by a coyote outside but then so then years later we were my grandfather was a fisherman and we were going to pick up his fishing lines and he had caught this massive fucking snapping turtle (gasps) in the fucking (coughs) lakes of arkansas i just choked snapping turtles are terrifying dude they're fucking teeth and my dad took a picture of this snapping turtle and printed it out, blew it up, and then printed it out and put it all over the house. So, like, I would open up the fucking fridge to get some yogurt, and there would just be this giant picture of this fucking snapping turtle. Was he trying to traumatize you? and he did, and it worked. Because then, years later, this whole turtle thing continues. It's like a theme in my life. I I was in Hawaii with my mom, and we were snorkeling. And the water got kind of underneath my... Oh my god, you looking... It's just a piece of fuzz. No, no? it's a bug. It's I a just bug. smashed a bug in my jacket. Ew, it's gross. a bug. Do you want it? No, I no. don't. Why not? Is it still alive? No, I smashed it. No, I don't fucking want it. Put it over there. Fine. <laughs> you look like an uncircumcised penis with your drawstrings tight like that. <laughs> We love uncircumcised penises, by the way. Yes, we do. It's weird that in America we circumcise penises. Like, why? Because you don't want to fucking clean it? Pull that skin back and clean it. Yet another way that America enables 
peasant ass peasant ass energy like by the way like uncircumcised penises feel really great because there's more skin actually um kombucha and i were talking about this last night and he's like i wish i hadn't been circumcised like feel like i was robbed of this experience before i was even given the opportunity to to choose we're like the only nation like in the world at this point who still circumcises our are men unless it's like some part of like a ritualistic religion thing like we just do it why because it's cleaner no come on it's clean natural i mean it's not you still have to clean it obviously (laughs) but it's still clean i mean but yeah but you just have to like take the foreskin back and fucking clean it a little bit and honestly if you get down there and it smells fucking rank that's probably your your go-to like fucking leave like, if he's yeah. got a rank pee-pee, like, you shouldn't be... <laughs> no rank pee-pee. No rank pee-pee. <laughs> and, dude, and like, was... what, what, what still happens? Oh, I've still hooked up with guys who have rank-smelling pee-pees dude, who are circumcised. Who are circumcised. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, why do you do this? Why don't you clean your pee-pee? Clean your dick. Why dude. don't you clean your pee-pee? <laughs> clean your pee-pee. Clean that your... needs to go on merch. <laughs> Clean your pee-pee. <laughs> Clean your pee-pee, guys. Wash, scrub a dub-dub. Scrub a dub-dub. Pee-pee in the tub. Pee-pee in the tub. Who else pees in the shower? Me. Me. <laughs> okay, wait. I have to finish telling my turtle story because it really came full circle. <laughs> Hold on. So when I was in Hawaii, I was snorkeling and the water got into my mask. And so I was trying to stand up. I thought I was on a rock and I was like trying to stand up and I was trying to fix my mask. And I asked my mom to go underwater. I was like, mom, can you tell me what I'm standing on right now? And as she goes underwater and she realizes that I'm fucking trying to stand on a sea turtle, she literally fucking came up. And about the time that she was coming up to be like, oh, fuck, this fucking sea turtle burrows itself into me literally like fucking hit me in the fucking abdomen his whole turtly ass self and i fucking screamed (laughs) so loud that people thought that there were sharks and i actually became friends with these two guys because they started screaming and they started freaking out because i was screaming so loud and i was like oh no just a sea turtle guys no worries here just me being a dumb bitch Trying to step on all the sea turtles. This was 2013, dude. I was easily 19. (laughs) I was thinking you were like five. No, I was like, I was like 20. (laughs) 2013. Yeah, I was like, I was like 19. Yeah, it was, it was not great. It was scary. I don't know if I've had any other turtley experiences since then, but you can see how the turtle thing is just like really a pattern in it's my a life. Prominent, it's prominent the, thing it's in a life. prominent trauma and it's ne- it's just never been great. And it all started with that fucking dead turtle that I carried around for three days. And it was like it's almost like turtle energy has been haunting me ever since then. Oh because I didn't let it rest in peace. <laughs> I think that's the turtle spirit just like haunting you throughout yeah. your whole life. Dude, I can, now that we're having this conversation, I can almost guarantee you that something really, really weird and turtly is going to happen in the next few days. Like, I'm going to run one over. Bitch, don't manifest like, that. No, 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 no. I'm not going to run over a turtle, but no. I, I feel like I might come close. There's going to be some type of turtles incident where I'm going to see one or some some kind of turtle thing is going to come I don't think I've up. ever even seen a turtle in Sacramento. <laughs> I've never seen a turtle in I think you're going to be okay. <laughs> I think Bitch, if I see a turtle tomorrow, I'm going to shit myself. I'm going to shit myself for you. 
That would be absolutely <sighs> fucking hilarious. That would be fucking mad. Hey guys, uh, modern day non-tripping Lauren here once again, and I just had to update you on the turtle prediction that I had in this episode. When I tell you guys that the very next day, Olivia, one of my close friends I've mentioned, she sent me, she had no idea of this conversation. She had no idea that this turtle trauma is a thing. And this bitch, the very next day, sent me a picture with no explanation of a turtle butt plug. A turtle butt plug. So when I tell you guys that my t- turtle trauma is is real, it is extremely real. I can't believe you have a thing with turtles. And it's like an actual thing. It's like not even irrational. Yeah. It's it's this thing that pops up every couple of years and just like re-traumatizes me. It's like the turtle energy pops up. It's like, hey, bitch, remember me? <laughs> you thought I, I you thought I was done with you? No. Nope. you've seen the last of me. Nope. Oh, wait, how does this... How, there's like a meme and I, it's, I messed it up. But it says, bet you thought you saw the last of me. And it's like the fucking American Horror Story clip. That's... <laughs> Should I clit? Clip. <laughs> clit. My brain is slowly turning into mush right now. I'm just going to hide under my bucket hat and think about how funny it is that turtles attack you. <laughs> you have stories. Turtle energy, like big turtle energy. Save the sea turtles. And sea turtles? When have you ever heard a sea turtle coming into conflict with a human? Never. never. <laughs> Fucking never. I think it just like John Cena you and just ran in the abdomen. Which fair enough because I was trying to stand on it. Well, yeah. And I was I kept losing my footing, and that's why I was like telling my mom, like, can you make, see where I'm standing right now and tell me where to go? And like as she was coming back up for air to be like, Lauren, no. There's a turtle under She like you. sees the sea turtle just fucking barrow into me. Like must have been traumatizing for her as well. She was like, this turtle is about to actually eat my daughter. It's a fat ass turtle as well. Like it's huge. I actually oh shit, that's another turtle thing that happened. Oh no. Yeah. So one time I was I was actually it was my first time parasailing in Florida. How did you come into contact with a turtle parasailing? Bitch, I'll tell you. We were parasailing. No, were we parasailing we we could have been parasailing in Hawaii. It might have been Hawaii. I don't know. It was, it might have been that same trip oh my God. that we were parasailing. And guys, we were up there and there was the boat and right next to it was a fucking turtle. And we could see this motherfucker from space. We could see this motherfucker from the sky. We were literally parasailing. This fucking turtle was the size of the boat. I am not <laughs> kidding you. I am not over-exaggerating. My mom and God are my witnesses. That fucking turtle was the size of the boat. That is, a, I mean, anything that's that fucking big is terrifying. And the fact that it was a turtle and the fact that I have so much trauma with turtles, anywho, it was less than ideal situation. Yeah, because then you just don't want to get off the parasail. Yeah, you like, think the turtle is going to capsize the boat. Yeah, exactly. And if you fall from the parasail, or if for some reason a line gets cut... It was going to get you. Yeah, you were going straight into the <laughs> belly of that turtle. Oh my god, like fucking Moby Dick or something. But turtle version. Moby Dick. Isn't that where he gets eaten by a whale? 
I think so, yeah. Not really. Maybe it's not. Not 100%. Isn't, I think I might have it all, all fucked up. I think Moby Dick was just like the white whale that never was like captured or something. Oh, wait. No, I'm thinking of like Jonah and the whale. Jonah and the whale. That's what Moby Dick of. is the whale. Right? Moby Dick, yeah. Moby Dick is the white whale, I thought. Yeah, no. I, so I totally got that wrong. Yeah. No, it's Jonah and the. Oh, yeah. The like biblical story where he gets swallowed by the whale. I was raised like super Christian, by the way. So like, <laughs> that is the kicker here. <laughs> now I'm a fucking hoe. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm a fucking hoe and I love psychedelics. Damn fucking straight. Mm-mm. Wow. Not Moby Your Dick. mom would be proud. Yeah. If you hear this, I'm sorry, mom. My mom's definitely <laughs> going to be hearing this. My mom's cool. Like, her view on it really is that if it's grown from the earth, it's fine. I mean, so are, like, poison berries and shit, which, like, the poisonous. Which are not fine. Which are not good. But. Don't eat poison berries. Don't eat poisonous berries. Is it, po- are poison berries poisonous i think it's in the name (laughs) (laughs) no one eats poison berries right there's poison berries poison poison berries and there's poisonous berries okay yeah poisonous berries these we don't fuck with poisonous berries poison berries are delicious yeah so i mean i guess it is crazy that like you know there are things that grow from the earth that you don't really want to fuck with but shrooms and pot are just not those things. No. Nope. These are things that you definitely do want to fuck with. Fuck with them heavy. Yeah. Fuck with them hard. Heavy and hard. Yeah. All night long. My mom is actually like a super big hippie. Doesn't look like it. My mom is like the hippiest, hippiest lady ever on the inside. Do you think she's done shrooms? I I don't know. I assume she has. I assume that everyone's done shrooms, honestly. So if she hasn't, then <sighs> I need to talk to her about that. I just want to know. I don't know if I can assume everyone's done shrooms, especially with the story that I... Is that light doing something weird or is it just me? I think it's just you. <laughs> the light is definitely not doing anything to you. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a sea turtle. It's The light <laughs> is not a sea turtle. <laughs> Imagine if just like a fucking sea turtle presented itself right now. I would shit myself. Good thing we're in a house in the middle of Sacramento. <laughs> And there are no turtles or really even an ocean. There's no ocean There's right no now. ocean here. It's Sadly. actually really far from the ocean. That's why like, as much as I love Sacramento, could never live here for long term because I need the sea. I'm a Pisces bitch. Oh, God. I need the sea and I'm a Leo. Doesn't make any sense, but I need it. Uh-huh. I miss the ocean. I grew up by the ocean and now I'm not by it. And it's been almost four years since I moved away. Best best fucking believe when I go visit home, I dive head first into the ocean and I swim around like a fucking mermaid. Yeah. I just need that fucking salty water all over me. All over me. It's so good. It's beautiful. So good for your skin. Actually, a guy that I met in Costa Rica who's like a fucking wicked smart like physicist was telling me about how when you go into the ocean, it's actually the best form of grounding that you can do because... We're made of water, essentially. And I'm going to totally butcher this. Like, I'm not going to give this any justice. But the water is, like, filled with all of these fucking neurons and earth fucking particles and shit. 
And there's actually theories that we came, like we all just came from, I mean, it's, if you look like Patagonia and shit, everything was, well, no, that doesn't make sense because the Patagonia is like the actual, the earth, the fucking surface that kind of spread out. That wasn't Patagonia, that was Pangea. (laughs) Patagonia is the pretentious outdoors wear brand. (laughs) But where does it come from? Patagonia or Pangea? (laughs) As I said Patagonia, I fucking pictured their fucking logo. And I was like, this is not what I'm talking about right now. This is not. We are talking about Pangea, the like super continent that split off into all the continents that are today, right? Yeah, but even that didn't make sense actually with where I was going with that thought at all. Because this there's apparently a theory that like we all basically, you know. Everything started from the ocean, essentially. Um, But the ocean has all of these really, like, these minerals. Well, it did because the earth was mainly water at one point. And so all of the microorganisms eventually developed into more complex organisms. And then they became land creatures. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what the fuck I was getting at. I totally understood what you were trying to say. Wow. That was a... You just reached into my, my essence. And pulled that out. And I pulled out Patagonia. You pulled out fucking Patagonia. (laughs) I totally agree, though. I like. I feel so grounded when I'm in the ocean, which is ironic because it's water. It's not the ground. No, but that's what it is. Like you feel so connected, and the fact that you can like float, like floating in the sea, is my best medicine. Being able to float there and like feel completely protected and completely held until a giant wave comes and absolutely fucks you up yeah just like demolishes you but that's the beautiful thing about the ocean as well if i were a metaphor i would want to be the ocean something that is so peaceful and brings people like such tranquil feelings but can also literally just destroy entire fucking cities and shit Mm -hmm. and then even still she's such a bad bitch that even after she just destroyed an entire city she'll just level out if you didn't know any better you'd think that you were just having a day at the sea and she's beautiful and tranquil and peaceful she's like okay i'm done raging my bitch shit now yeah now that i've fucking destroyed everything and i honestly (laughs) feel like that's kind of me i'm this tranquil peaceful you're like feel my wrath and then all of a sudden you're like yes Exactly. <laughs> like this beautiful, like, I'm a fucking tsunami. <laughs> tsunami. <laughs> like, I am a fucking tsunami. And I, I'm this, like, tranquil, peaceful thing that people, you know, experience such joy and, and fluffy feelings with. Kind of like being at the beach. But then the fucking tide comes in, baby. And then I fucking destroy lives. And then I just mellow out. And then it's like, wow, I'm beautiful again. <laughs> And you still love me. Even in your rage, you're beautiful. Even in my rage. Back to the part where we were talking about the particles in the ocean. There is a fun fact that when you're, you know, when you're a kid and you run around barefoot everywhere and you're like stepping in the dirt, you're stepping in the grass, your feet actually absorb nutrients through them. They still do when you're an adult. But when you're a kid, it's almost crucial for you to absorb those nutrients from the earth when you're still like in that developmental stage. And yeah, isn't that interesting? That is interesting because I'm a full believer in earthing. That's why when I, I don't ever want to live in a place that I have to wear shoes, which is like why 
America just generally just doesn't do it for me. When I was in Costa Rica, I didn't wear shoes for a month. I did not wear shoes. And it, you just feel so connected. And it's, there's actually like a meditation practice of earthing. Everyone should go out and earth literally for at least five minutes every day. Put your feet onto the grass or onto fucking mud and just soak up those nutrients. People pay bukus of fucking money to go take mud baths and shit. Just when go you walk can, around in your backyard. Yeah, go be a wook. Go be a wook. Go be a dirty wook and roll around in some dirt for a minute. Yes. I love mud, dude. It's actually really crazy how much I love I mud. love mud. I could dig in the dirt for hours. Like, when I was younger, me and my brothers used to dig dirt tunnels. In our, yeah. in our garden, we used to make these intricate tunnel systems and then, like, just play in the fucking mud. It was so fun. I'm sure your mom was super grateful for that. She actually was like, you're building tunnels in my garden. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, a fucking gopher? <laughs> yeah, basically. I love dirt. I love dirt. Well, we are wooks. We are. We're actually wooks. I knew that already, though. But you just found I out didn't. tonight. Yeah, you just yeah. found out. This has been a very enlightening, enlightening evening. Trip. What a good trip. What, a what good time trip. is it now? It is 935. Do the math. It's almost it's been, been two hours. We took it at 7.40. Yeah. So, so that would mean... <laughs> two hours ago is when we took mushrooms, and you can definitely tell that we are on psilocybin as of this moment right now. <laughs> if you could see us right now, folks, we <laughs> look like we are having a great time. I'm going to take a picture of us now. Yeah. Just for reference. <laughs> picture time. Wait, I want to... I'm going to... Make my hoodie look like the uncircumcised penis. Yeah. You literally look like an uncircumcised penis right now. <laughs> Perfect. Now you guys have a reference. I'm not Get sure you. where this photo is going to go for you guys to have reference. But men in general have really bad skills with selfies. Yeah, please stop taking pictures with your fish that you catch. Dude, have I said that to you before? I think we've talked about it before in length. I'm sorry because if on Bumble, I don't care how fucking hot you are. I don't care if you're a fucking smoke show 10 out of 10. If you've got a picture with a dead fish on your Bumble, it's going to be a swipe left for me. I think that goes for every single Every single woman who swipes on Bumble, I think that goes for every single. I've, I have not Actually, heard one woman who has said, yeah, it's attractive when a man posts a picture with a dead fish. <laughs> like, I saw him with that dead fish and I just, like, wanted him to lick my pussy. <laughs> like, right Never there has there. that ever crossed my mind. <laughs> like, never has that been said. No. Except for maybe the fact that I am from the South and... Dude, I was even looking at some friends that I grew up with there. They were posting something recently about a trip that they went on, like a bird hunting trip. And they were like fucking shooting birds out of the sky, which first of all, I'm a vegetarian. Second of all, like shooting something while they're flying just seems fucking wrong. Honestly, that's foul. It's fucked up. Did you get and then, my like, joke? It's... That's foul. Some type of bird. Yeah. <laughs> That's foul. If any of you laughed, I love you. <laughs> I'm laughing now, but you definitely had to explain it. I was like, I, I don't know the type of bird that you're referring to, but the fact that you said it is very funny. <laughs> no, they were taking pictures of these dead fucking birds and they posted on Instagram all of these dead birds in the back of their truck. And it's like... Oh. 
who wants to see that? But then obviously like everyone in the South, they're like all hunters and shit. So everyone's like, look like, looks like y'all had a good weekend. And everyone's like, it's totally fine and normal. Like I'm not here for culture bashing. You know, if we're still in that hunter and gatherer phase, then <laughs> so, so be it. So be it. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just personally not, but I do feel like in cultures where the hunter and gatherer thing is still very much a thing that, you know, they could see pictures with a man with a dead fish. And probably think it's hot. And probably think it's hot. But out here, that's just not something that happens a lot. It's just not something that any of my girlfriends or I would, like, get wet over. No. You know what's really, really hot? It makes me super wet is when a guy has his sunglasses off and his hat off in a picture. <laughs> and also his mask. <laughs> When I'm swiping, never do I ever swipe right on the men who only have sunglasses on. Dude, no. If I can't see your eyes, if you're hiding your eyes in every photo, it means that you've got some weaselly shit going on behind that that you don't want us to see. All these fucking dating tips. Everyone should be taking notes. <laughs> Everyone should be absolutely fucking dating. Dating in 2021. Don't yeah. hold a picture with a dead fish. <laughs> don't wear sunglasses and don't wear a hat in every single one of your pictures. And yeah, let us see your teeth Not as that well. we're bashing. If that's your thing, that's fine. But I'm just saying every single woman that I've talked to <laughs> has said the same exact thing. And if you're, I feel like a lot of guys listening to this right now might be like, oh, wow. <laughs> This is why Bumble isn't working for me. There you like, go. This is why I have zero matches. Problem solved. The queendom Problem is for everyone. <laughs> the queendom is literally solving all of your problems. We're here to help right everyone. Now. We are here to help <laughs> you. We are here at your fucking service. <laughs> yeah, seriously, though, like, in the days of fucking, like, pandemic, like, I get it. You want to show us that you're wearing your mask. But take the fucking mask off for the photo. As long as you're not in a public space where there's people around. Yes, be smart about it, but like for the photo, but then you shouldn't be taking a photo for Bumble. <laughs> be put a little bit of effort. Bitches love effort. Oh, bitches love effort. So go somewhere, take your mask off, take your hat and sunnies off, and take a decent motherfucking photo and just watch how your world changes. There you go. There you fucking go. There's your little tidbit for the day. There is your tip. You guys can thank us later. Please, if you are one of these men who suffer from one of these things. Who suffer <laughs> from one of these things. If you by, suffer from, from this being disease. yourself. If you <laughs> suffer from being yourself and realize it's not working for you. Maybe just shift a small bit and send us some success stories. Yeah. I want to hear some queendom successes that you realize that this was you. If this sounds like you, shift your bumble and come back at me with some success stories. Queendomarmy at gmail.com. Perfect. I would love to gas your ass up. Like, let's go. I want you to succeed in life. Oh, you know what? I want before and after photos of the bumble profile. <laughs> yes. Oh, fuck, please. We will gas you up, I promise. Again, we're not here to bash anyone. No. This no, is, no. I mean, but sometimes empowerment's hard. Because sometimes you have to take a good look at the things that you're doing really, really wrong. Yeah. And we're loving you through them, you know? You're not any less of a man because you post photos with dead things. <laughs> I mean, you're definitely less of a man than I'm going to fucking hop on. But in in your own right, you can always shift these these shortcomings. 
and make them big comings. And then you can come big. That was poetry. (laughs) Wow. Shift your shortcomings Uh, so they can become big comings and then you can come big. Inside of me. We love coming big. Amazing. Wow. The queendom really is for everyone. It really is. Look at us. That queendom come therapy. Welcome to your therapy session. Welcome to your weekly therapy session. Where we tell you what you don't want to hear. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) While we look like literal gremlins. Hobgoblins. Hobgoblins. You've got some hobgoblins right now telling you how to live your life. I mean, guys, take it with a grain of salt. But also do take it and test it out. Try it out. See what happens. Take it. You'll like it. You will. (laughs) (laughs) Who did we just sound like? Pretty much every cis white man. Yeah. It's so hard. It's so hard being a cis white male in America. (laughs) That's going on merch, by the way, guys. That's going on fucking merch. Um, I feel like we're coming to an end here. Yeah. It's definitely winding down. Yeah. It's been a great two hours of bullshit. It's been a great trip with you guys. We have definitely, we have talked about all the things. We covered a lot of topics and some weren't really warranted, but we're on shrooms, so it's okay. (laughs) Anyways, let's wrap this up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, we're going to take our hobgoblin asses to go do something else that's probably hobgoblin-ish. Yeah, most likely we're going to be hobgoblins all night, so. Yeah, I mean, our trip is definitely not done, but your trip with us certainly is it's absolutely coming to an end so thank you guys for listening to this extremely long extremely shroomy episode (laughs) our shroomy shrooms thank you guys for coming along this journey like if you're still here at this point you are queen damarmy you are and also you're a trooper and also you must really think we're fucking funny or something (laughs) you must really fucking love us and if you did make it to this part, I just want you guys to slide into my DMs or my email or whatever with just the phrase turtle turtle. Perfect. So, so that I know that you're the real ones and that you actually made it. Yeah. Like dead ass. If I see any of you slide in with turtle turtle, I will absolutely give you every bit of the affection that you deserve. Amazing. Yes. We love affection. We love affection, especially when it's deserved. We love affection, communication, and psilocybin. Oy. And on that note, good afternoon, good evening, and good motherfucking night. Thank you, San Francisco. Thank you, Sacramento. Thank you, San Diego. Thank you, fucking planet Earth that we are literally coming all over with our pussy juice and glitter. Pussy juice and glitter always. Much love. Suffocating that motherfucker. Bye, guys. Bye.